The real Danish sugar for me is spending moments with friends or with loved ones. And in all the examples that I can give you today, it's really that connection with other people and connection with nature. Welcome to the New World Normal podcast. I'm Debbie Harrell, your host, and twice a month I'm speaking with some amazing humans who are disrupting norms and working to create a more inclusive and holistic society. These people are using their sphere of influence, no matter how large or small, to positively impact the world around them. They'll be sharing their expertise as well as sharing stories of resiliency and hope. We'll be talking about the issues that are affecting us all, from the environment, human rights, social issues, criminal justice, and education. We'll talk about our healthcare systems, wellness, and food, from how it's cultivated and distributed to how it's prepared and consumed. Basically, we're going to talk about all the systems in our society that aren't necessarily working for the benefit of the many. We'll strategize and collaborate on how we as a collective can intentionally make better choices every day that will lead to a positive change in the world around us. Because in the end, it's up to us to solve these problems. There is no magic potion or magic wand. It is us and our daily choices and how we spend our time and how we invest our resources. Intrigued? Stick around and have a listen. And by all means, click like or subscribe on your favorite podcast source. Hello, welcome back to the New World Normal podcast. I'm super excited about today's interview. I kind of feel like I'm excited about almost every interview, but it's true. I have the greatest guests. Anyhow, today we are talking Huga. You might remember back in the spring, I had on a business coach, Kimberly Crossland, who spent her early business years interning in Denmark. And she, we talked a little bit about Huga in business and how she's, she's working hard to implement those principles in her day-to-day business life and family life. And today we have Diane from Denmark. Diane in Denmark is her handle on her socials. And she is sharing her insights on Huga. And specifically, as we're leading into the holiday season, because I know that I often feel overwhelmed by everything that needs to be done. And so I'm looking for ways to reconnect with what's really important. And I feel like Huga might offer some tips and ways we can be more intentional with our holidays. So I really hope you enjoy this conversation. Oh, another reason that it that came up is that we are reading in The Collective, which is our community, the little book of Huga as our book club. And I think there are a few things mentioned in this podcast that we might also incorporate into our fall slash winter activities as a community. So if you are intrigued by this conversation and want to learn more with a community of people, check out The Collective. Hello, Diane. Welcome to the New World Normal podcast. I'm really excited to talk to you today. Thank you very much, Debbie, and thank you for asking me. I I know I'm I'm intrigued by the principles of Huga. I've, it's come up several times for me, as I mentioned to you when I first reached out to you. I've I've recently started doing my family tree, and I've I've traced it directly yes, back to Denmark only. Yes. Oh, so I was like, maybe it's just in my blood. Yeah, um, but I also had a um, a business coach on 
earlier in the season mm-hmm. who did her original um, like interning in Denmark. So she was exposed to the Huga lifestyle. At now, fast forward, like really likes to implement those values in her the way she builds her business, which is super inspiring to me because I yes. feel it's very aligned with new world normal messaging. Well, with a lot of the things that you cover in your podcast, you know, the slow living, intentional stuff, it, that all comes underneath the the umbrella of Huga. Well, I'm glad I'm I'm grateful that you're seeing it the same way I am. So that that sparked me to like, hey, let's dig into this a little bit more. The mm-hmm. holidays are coming up. And as we were talking about just a minute ago off off recording, the on the surface, the holidays really lend themselves to the Huga values. But in practice, I see sometimes we're we're not always good at implementing it. So maybe we can cut, discover some strategies that you use mm-hmm. that maybe we can hold on to some of that during this what for me and I think a lot of other people turns out to be a very stressful time of the year. Yes. But I thought to start, maybe we'll just start with a little background. What is Huga? How did it start? And and what's it all about? Well, I'm actually not Danish. I'm I'm Scottish. <gasps> and I uh, came to Denmark oh, 22 years ago. I, I met my husband. We were both working at the European Supreme Court of Justice. He was working for the Danish judge and I was working for the British judge. And then... Oh, it was kind of love at first sight. And uh, and then we moved here over, it's over 22 years ago. And I, I feel like I have a unique insight into Danish Huga because I feel like I'm Danish. I, I, I now have Danish citizenship, I have the passport, and my friends all say to me, you are more Danish than the Danes because I love the traditions and I love the, the Huga. And I can see Huga also as, as a kind of outsider. Um, and and uh, that's why I consider myself a Huga expert because I've lived here for 22 years and that was one of the first things that hit me was the, the Huga because if you have ever travelled in Scandinavia uh, or if you know anything of Europe, you, you will know that uh, Denmark is a very modern country, democratic, they're one of the happiest places in the world uh, year after year. But in some ways, it is so old-fashioned with the traditions. And that really was an, an eye-opener for me that every all, all year round, not, not just Hoog is not just a, a, a winter thing, but all year round, the Danes have traditions and there's normally food involved, and candles and songs, all different things. And they, they have that brilliant mix of old and new. It's a really fascinating culture, the Danish culture, because as I said, on, on one hand, it is so modern, and yet they always go back to their traditions and their food and their, their huga, which is just basically making the everyday things cosy, really, really boiling things down to appreciating small moments during the day. And I, I like to call it giving yourself a little hug Sounds a bit like the word huga. So it's, it's just that not, not taking things for granted. But anyway, we'll, we'll, I'm sure we'll, we'll delve deeper into that. No, I, I wanted to touch on two, two things that you said. I love that you are not Danish. Mm-hmm. And well, I you, am Danish now. I am right. Danish now. I've got a passport. Yeah. You're originally Scottish. Yeah. Yes. And 
it sounds to me like you were able to have a, a special appreciation for the the tradition because you weren't raised with it, right? It was all yes, new. And like, exactly. oh, wow. Mm. And I love that you touched on that Denmark is always ranks really high in the, the happiness quotient. Yes, and they make Viking happiness, yes. It's mm-hmm. kind of easy to make the assumption or draw the correlation like, hey, I wonder if Huya has something to do with it. And also the fact that you said that it's it's just very basic old-fashioned traditions. Yes. Here it is. We're always like innovating and trying to come up with new strategies and life hacks and how to do this. And the reality, if we just go back to the basics and square one, maybe we'll find that happiness that we're trying to, to innovate, right? Yes. And then you'll find that through all layers of society in Denmark. And actually, even when I say society in Denmark... There is very, there's not much difference between the highest earners and the lowest earners in Denmark. We've got a very level playing field compared to many, many uh, countries around the world. And I think the one thing that really binds us together is that feeling of hygge. And one of the the main things of hygge, because I I see when hygge is presented in that way where, oh, it's all about buying the fluffy slippers and the socks and having to have comfy pajamas and the fireplace. It's actually not that. That that is not real Danish sugar. The real Danish sugar for me is spending moments with friends or with loved ones. And in all the examples that I can give you today, it's really that connection with other people and connection with nature. So it's it's not really anything to do with, you know, I see lots of firms and businesses selling Huga products, which for us here in Denmark, it seems quite comical because that's the whole point. You're not using money to get this experience. It's something that you cannot buy. It, it's, it's time with loved ones. It's drinking tea out of a thermos, uh, when you're down having a swim in the morning, it's not drinking champagne and expensive things. It's all it's all about getting back to basics. I love that. And I wonder if that's why it hasn't really caught on in America, because <laughs> people can't yeah. sell it. Yes. Well, you, you does it lend it. itself to the capitalist? No, but, but yes, I, because that, that's one of the funny things that, that you mentioned about we are coming to this traditionally very hygge time of year it's warmth it's cozy in the states you have is it the hallmark movies with all the decorations and everything all all the ornaments have been thrown on those trees and there's but in in denmark when we uh, the whole month of december is called christmas month christmas for us is not the 24th of december and here, here in here in Europe, Christmas is actually the eve of the twenty fourth of December, running through to the twenty fifth. But in Denmark, Christmas is known as uh, December is known as the Christmas month, and every day in December, the Danes will be making cookies, or they will be making homemade uh, chocolates and confectionaries. They will be going to breakfast at their children's school and the parents will be sitting there with a pair of scissors and cutting out 
small crafts and there will be tea lights on the table. And I know when, when I describe these things to, to friends outside of Denmark, they're thinking, the fire hazard. <laughs> uh, but, but candle safety is something that very small kids learn in Denmark. You 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 go to the cinema and in the foyer of the cinema, they, they will have real candles. They might have a fireplace. There's even an aquarium, a small aquarium at our local cinema. So we, we, the whole month of December is the Christmas month. And we, we have that, say, uh, we actually have a word in Danish. Christmas is actually a noun to Christmas. And that means to do all the hygge things for Christmas. But that for us is not buying gifts. That is making decorations, as I said, and bringing the outside inside all our decorations, a lot of them are homemade by the kids at nursery, at school, in Advent Sunday. So, so a lot of it is, is we, we make these things ourselves. And, and it's that very fact of, it's not the prettiest decorations that you will see, but they're, they're made with feeling, you know, and it's just that slowing down, taking, taking time to, to do these small things. It's as you're speaking, I'm like, I wonder what the process is for me to move to Denmark. This sounds, <laughs> this sounds yes. lovely and like wow. exactly something I would want to do. Yeah. And, and it's funny you mentioned that, Debbie, because the other side of that is that people have this romantic vision of Huga. The reality is that here in Denmark, in the winter, in the month of January, month of December, we have very few hours of daylight. And that's another reason I, I think that we have hygge, because it is dark. Um, it gets dark in the afternoon, about three o'clock in the afternoon here. And sometimes it will be dark all day if it's raining, cloudy, misty. And it doesn't get bright again till the next morning at 9 a.m. So we have a very we have very short days. The opposite, of course, is in the summer when it's kind of bright the whole day. But in, in the winter, that is really tough. And that, that's why when I first came to Denmark, the winters were incredibly tough. And I'm Scottish. I'm used to Right, it's weather. not like you're yeah. used to the sunny yeah, day at the but, beach but every it, day. Yeah, exactly. It, it, it's really that darkness, and that hits a lot of newcomers to to Denmark hard. And that's why we always say you must really get into the hygge way of doing things. Um, part part of hygge is also being outside as much as possible. Doesn't matter if it's raining. Doesn't matter if it's snowing. There, there's no such thing as bad weather. That's a Danish expression only their own clothing. So, ah. so Danish uh, children, when they go to nursery, it can be raining and they're sent out in the playground for a couple of hours. It's none of that, oh, everybody's to come in because it's raining. Uh, no, you just put on your rainwear or you put on your ski suit. And that is a fantastic thing about the Danes because we cycle in the snow, in the rain, in the wind, that is amazing. It's a, it's a, it's definitely a different way of looking at it all around. And I can see that being very challenging in the winter, mm -hmm. but also that flip side of that special appreciation, kind of like you coming to, to Denmark and having that special appreciation. Yeah. Wow. Will you spend that much time in the darkness when the summer rolls around, you must really have an appreciation for that yeah. different kind of weather, not better weather. <laughs> 
no, it's no, always. it's just it's just different, and and that's something I find fascinating. I, I, I'm on YouTube, and I, I have a lot of overseas um, followers in in the US and in Canada, and they are always fascinated by the fact that we actually go outside in the rain and go for a walk. Um, well, I, I'm a winter bather, and I don't know if you know what that is, but. I, I swim all year round in the sea, in the ocean. Doesn't matter, matter what the weather is. We swim in the snow. We swim in hailstones all year round. And, and we have a, a little expression, my friends and I, that the colder the water, the bigger the smiles when we come out. And, and, and that, but, but winter bathing, that's actually a Danish form of mindfulness where, where we're not swimming distances but um, people swim naked, or most of them just dip. You, 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 can, you can just be in and out of the water. And, and again, it's that connection with nature. It sounds a lot like the latest phenomena of the cold plunge. That, yes, and, and that is Danish winter bathing. But okay. the, the cold plunge thing, I, I think people are doing it for health benefits. And the newest studies have proven that it is good uh, to help offset um, dementia, but there's um, also it burns fat. There's a lot of great things about it. The Danes have been doing this for years and years and years. And and I'm in a club. There are 3,000 of us in the club. There's an 18-year waiting list to be a member of that club. It's super popular. And uh, I'm there with ladies and gents who are in their 80s, some of them in their 90s, and they bathe every day. And they're down there, whether it's raining, snowing, icy, they're in that water, out the water. And and it's a form of mindfulness. We're we're not doing it because of health benefits, though we get the health benefits. It's just, uh, again, you are, you, you never bathe or swim alone. You're always there with someone else because of health risks. Um, you know, what's, you don't know, you never swim alone. And, and you're just sharing that moment with somebody else. You're in the water. And, and I like to call it an extreme form of mindfulness because when you go into that water, you don't jump in, you walk down gently because it's cold. It can be below freezing, uh, well below freezing. And in that moment, you everything that you have been thinking about that day, whether it's the current world situation, maybe you've had an argument with your spouse, things are going terribly wrong at work, you are completely in the moment. And when you come out, you've got that sense of euphoria, you've got the endorphins, which are galloping, galloping along the shore with you. And, and it's for me, that that was the biggest thing that's helped me since coming to Denmark to remove the the winter uh, sadness, the winter depression, was starting winter bathing. And I remember when I came here, I saw people doing it, and I said, "I'm never going to do that." <laughs> what are those crazy people doing? Yeah, exactly. And now I've been doing it for I don't know ten years. I've been a winter bather ten or eleven years. That is amazing. And I can clearly see or imagine myself walking into icy water and not being mm. able to think about anything else but that moment. Yeah, you just got to focus on the breathing, focus on the breathing. But I, I know the, the cold water therapy, it's very, 
tre- it's trending right now, but the deans, they've they've been doing it for years. They've been doing it for years. Well, and so. I was trying to, because Wim Hof is the, the, seems to be the, yeah, he's the ambassador. Dutch, the Dutch guy. And I yes. couldn't remember what nationality he was. Yeah, okay, yeah but yeah. He, he does it in a different way. It's more going in and, and it's more a kind of endurance mm-hmm. of how long you can sit in the cold bathtub. For us, it's being outside because it's so dark during the winter. You're you're outside every day, and even if it looks dark and grey, the clouds are different. The sky is different. The birds, it's different birds from the day before. The waves are different. So it, it, it really is mindfulness. It's not it's not cold water therapy as such, but we get the benefits. If you're enjoying this conversation, you'll love the discussions happening in the New World Normal community where we meet regularly to discuss personal growth and social issues, because we know when we do our work, we're better able to navigate this ever-changing world. Be sure to follow the link in the show notes for more information. Definitely, and I I love the way you're describing it as a way to connect with yourself, with nature, and with your your fellow fellow bathers. I have a group of friends. I live in Southern California, so... Mm-hmm. Do you have the ocean on your doorstep? <laughs> have the ocean out the doorstep. We have literally great weather all all year round if we're going to, you know, mm-hmm. rate weather. Um, and I have a group of friends that swim every morning. And because I'm not a super strong swimmer, it's never really appealed to me. Mm-hmm. But I love the way you're describing you what mm-hmm. you do is it's more about being in and dipping and even comparing it to the Wim Hof where it is like the endurance and it's yes. there's, all, there's always like kind of a a competitive uh, yes. nature to it mm-hmm. where where the dipping and the being sounds more collaborative and connecting and what which speaks so much more to me and what you know, message I'm trying to, to yeah, uh, because give the, the first question I get when I, when people find out about the winter bathing, the first question I get from people is how long are you in the water? And that is like saying to somebody, okay, you did a yoga session this morning. How many minutes of yoga did you do? Or how many positions? And, and you know, if you've ever done yoga, it doesn't really matter. How many positions? It's that being in the moment, enjoying the stretches, getting into your Zen place. And that's the thing with winter bathing. It's not a, you put a time on it. Uh, and also it's it's a very dangerous thing to put a time on it because it the amount of time that you can be in the water, it doesn't matter if you have been a winter bather for 10 years, 15 years, it's always cold and you've really got to see how you're feeling because you can experience after after drop. That's when you come out of the water where your inner core can cool down and up to half an hour later, you could collapse if you're not warming up in the correct way. So you never, you never push yourself too far and you never stay in the water because others are staying in the water as well. That, that's, we have to have safety first here. But it's just that mindfulness of it. And there's lots of different ways of being a winter bather. The ladies and gents who are immediately in and out of the water, they are called tea bags. Because it's like <laughs> dipping the tea bags. So you could be a tea bagger. And me and my friends, we always like to do a bit more. So we swim in little circles. 
But of course, it will depend on the waves, the sea conditions, and, and you never, never, ever, please never, ever attempt this alone. And the best way to start is start in summer and keep going. Keep going. So that's it. Yeah. So Debbie, you know what you need to do? <laughs> Get out there tomorrow and just keep going with it. You know, but if you take a friend with you and you've got that moral support. I'm thinking, is there anybody I could talk into doing this with me? I'm, yeah. I'm going to work on that because you yeah. definitely, the way you've described it has me a little more intrigued than any of the other. I can find a group for you because there, there's also a, a British group started actually, I think, in Wales and also in the UK. And they have a group called the Blue Tits Chill Swimmers. And now there are Blue Tits groups all over the world. I'm actually a member of the Copenhagen group. And that's actually for ladies who want to swim a bit more. But it's the same thing. We meet on a Saturday morning. Uh, we're standing there. We, we get dressed outdoors. There are no changing rooms. So everybody just strips off here. Nobody looks. I mean, who cares in Denmark? No, there's no body shaming. It's oh, very, yeah. No, everybody yeah. cares about that here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And everybody's brought along uh, hot tea flasks. Well, and I'm wondering if I could maybe just carve out a space with that swim club and yes. and just be okay with the fact that I'm not swimming, right? Yes. That's, that's in my on. own mind that I yeah. feel like I need to compete. Yes. I, but it's not yes. about that. Yeah. And some of the ladies, they don't always dip. Maybe they don't feel like it that day, but they're along for moral support. And that's one of the ways that we really get a lot of fuga is that many of the ladies on Saturday mornings, they'll bring along a cake that they've just baked. So we have a good a great movie of cakes and tea and so I love that you've made made that connection because I'm like, oh, we're talking hookah, which is all cozy and warm by the fire, and now yes, we're in the ocean this, dipping yeah, but, in ice cold water. Yeah. But huga is still present. Yeah, and and that would actually come under the term um, raw huga, raw huga. But there's actually a term where where you're kind of it doesn't need to be fancy at all, and you're just getting together and having a really good time. That's raw, like the word raw, uh -huh. like un uncooked raw, uh -huh. raw hygge, very raw. I love it. Mm. Well, let's let's shift back to um, the more traditional ways of hygge with mm -hmm. the cozy and the and the the holidays coming up. We've touched a little bit on that. You talked a lot about of a lot of homemade decorations. Yes, because that's one thing I feel. Like here in the States, we are very much more commercial, very much more about that Hallmark movie presentation with mm. all the perfect decorations and the house looking a certain way and everybody coming and all the presents under the tree, which sounds lovely, but it it's also what I feel causes so much overwhelm and stress for people trying to execute that quote unquote yes. perfect, perfect holiday. And probably a lot of debt as well with the amount involved in the spending. Yes. Which I was also very interested to hear you mention the um, income. Like we have much more income gap in the yes. States with the haves and the have nots. Whereas yes. in Denmark, it's a little more, I don't want to say equal, but closer. It is range. very, yeah, it's much more equal. Definitely much more equal. Which I yes. feel probably also lends itself to the the happiness factor in the country. As well as the huga, yes, 
But I'm wondering, is there is there a way or space or any advice you might have to our American listeners, which I'm assuming the majority of my listeners are American, mm-hmm. where they might be able to hold on to a little bit more of that huga, the huga values and the huga huga mentality. Yes, because for uh, here in Denmark, as I said, the whole month of December is called the Christmas month. And when it comes to things like gifts, we don't have the idea that uh, children, for example, will give a gift to all of their teachers. The, the, the Danes are very practical in that way, and you will have a lot of uh, parents groups at the school who will collect money and buy a gift voucher for the teacher. So it takes out all that. that We don't give greetings cards to each other in Denmark. That's a very British thing. Yeah, I know. I never used to finish writing mine or get them sent and then it was too late. (laughs) Mine were always late and every year I'm like, I'm going to do it on time. And then finally one year I said, I'm not going to do this. This is apparently not my thing. Well, actually, I I teach the fly lady system. I I am a, a routines coach and on YouTube at the moment, I am going through easy Christmas prep getting ready for Christmas and we're not getting stressed about it and we're not spending a lot of money and we're buying meaningful gifts or making meaningful gifts. And actually, you can join me every week from now up until Christmas where I've even got a small worksheet where we are going to be having a Huga Christmas where you can go through and every week we're focusing on because I know what it's like I, I've I've lived I'm so ways. excited I'm gonna go do this you said it's on YouTube and is your yeah, name uh, yes Diana Denmark on Diana YouTube. Denmark okay Diana Denmark on YouTube oh I I'm have good. all the Huga videos about Christmas and things that we can make and I, I break it down so that every week I'm going to be checking in with everybody and we've got little projects that we're doing for making gifts, for gifts that we need to buy, because obviously we still need to buy some gifts. Also what we are cleaning in the house and a little spot of decorating. So we're not getting overwhelmed. We're just doing a little bit at a time. And also on that list, I have a a section for self-care and for gratitude, because one of the number one factors of getting stressed at Christmas is because you're not making time to actually eat and drink throughout your day, take some time out just to sit and maybe watch one of those Hallmark movies and have your hot chocolate and your nice mug and just take 15 minutes for you or just take 15 minutes to paint your fingernails and do some fun Christmas nails or wear your holiday sweater to work. I literally, I just bought a new sweatshirt because I was like, I was having a hard time getting in the holiday spirit the last couple of years. I'm like, Mm -hmm. I need a new sweater. So I got a sweatshirt Mm -hmm. and listening to you talk about your videos on YouTube, literally as you're speaking, my shoulders are relaxing. (laughs) I'm like, oh, I didn't realize I was already holding. Yes. There's so many things going on. And actually, if if people could take a leap out of the, the Dane's book of actually enjoying the run up to Christmas because we look forward to it. And me and my friends have already said, oh, we're so hugged. We say, you know, oh, this is going to be so much fun. We're going to do all these things. And when we are winter bathing, 
on the 1st of December, we've all got our Santa hats on, so we're <laughs> swimming only with Santa hats on. Oh, and we do amazing. a little dance and we have a little song. And that there are just so many hygge moments you can have in the run-up to Christmas. And, and that's what I'm trying to give with my YouTube videos is that it's it, it doesn't have to be about running around and stressing and spending money. There, there is a, a different way to do it. And it's not too late. You know, you can... You can jump right in. You can jump right in anytime. Yeah. And I I feel like, well, I'm thinking back on, on past when I did have more enjoyable holiday seasons and the things that I was doing is exactly what you're saying. The years that I made uh, trays of cookies to share with neighbors and, and that yes. sort of things, or the years when my kids were little and we didn't have a topper for the tree. So we ended up making one together. Like, yes. Those are memories that I have, and those were special times. And I'm like, that's all very hygge. Look at me. <laughs> it is. You definitely got it in your blood, Debbie. <laughs> I must be where it seems so. From. And and I'm thinking, it's it's about we all know those things, and I feel like the majority of people enjoy doing those types of things. But I feel like the stress and the time commitment for like everybody's working so much, plus trying to do all this holiday stuff. And and I feel like if everyone just took a moment like you're suggesting, mm. to settle in, connect with themselves, what's really important to them and make sure they're carving out the times for that. Yes, and it all goes back to that because I, I see all the different Christmas planners and all the things that you can print out, but they're all forgetting that we, we have to carve out time for these things and we actually have to make it happen. And that's why I'm checking, I'm going to be checking with people once a week so we can remind each other, okay, have you actually done something for yourself this week? Or what can we all do this week? We're all going to wear some sparkly outfits, add a little bit of sparkle to your day. It can really be the smallest thing that doesn't have to cost any money, but just puts a smile on your face or doing something for a neighbor or doing something for somebody else. And that brings us right back to what Christmas is all about and not about how many more <laughs> gifts we need to buy and it gets bigger and bigger and bigger. So yeah, so I hope you'll join me for that because it's it's going to be super good. <laughs> I am all in and I know that you and I have talked a little bit about the fact that I have a, a community as an offshoot from this this podcast and we mm. are reading the little book of Huga. Huga, yes. Right I'm now. Bookshelf. I uh, yes, actually, uh, I think we're starting um, in, in uh, the next week or two. But I'm like, hmm, maybe we need to incorporate these videos into our book club as well so that we can support each other. Yeah, and maybe have a little mission for each week. Okay, what is your mission from this week to the next week? Because when you're checking in with others, you, you can see that it's really doable. Because when I say, you know, I, the, 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 I coach uh, people in routines and the number one cause of people being tired, tired and overwhelmed is that they're not getting in some form of self-care. And they always think self-care means a visit to the spa or taking a whole weekend at Disneyland. No, it's just having your coffee sitting outside in the porch, watching the raindrops, sending a message to a friend and saying, hey, can we meet up for a walk around the block? Wearing our nice fluffy flannel pajamas, when it's really cold outside, they're just these tiny things 
but being deliberate about it. And, and that's all part of the hygge. It's all spending a time being mindful in the moment. I have a screensaver on my phone mm-hmm. that says self-care is simple to remind me that it doesn't have to be those big, elaborate, elaborate extravagant ways of, no. of taking. I mean, those are nice also, but yes. it could be just the moment that remembering when I'm taking the dogs for the walk, not to be, oh, I've got to take these dogs for a walk, but to be like, oh, I'm out yeah. here enjoying this, the the neighborhood and saying hello to people and see, being out in nature. I feel like that is a little along the, the areas of, of boundaries of making that a boundary mm-hmm. for ourselves. I'm going to do this, a commitment for myself. And I feel like that plays over into the the overcommitment that comes with the holiday times of like the obligations of seeing every single yes. family member yeah. on one day. Like that's just not. And you, you've probably done it yourself or know a parent like this, but they go from one thing to the next, you know, in, in the month of December, they go from one school function to the next, then out shopping. And at the end of the day, have they had anything to eat or drink? And they're just ready to collapse. And you would never say to a child, you know what? You're not going to eat or drink anything all day and you're going to do really well in school. But why Why do we do it to ourselves? And right now, that's the first thing we think of when the kid is being, when when a child's being cranky or... or yeah. eat, drink. Well, yes, water. when was the last time you've eaten? Have a drink of water. But for yeah. ourselves... And yeah, we do, yeah. And, 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 that, and I learned a long time ago that I really had to stop that because... Uh, it, it really doesn't help anybody. It doesn't help me and it doesn't help anybody around me because I get very cranky when I don't have my my food and drink, my hygge. This has been a lovely conversation. And I have to say, this is the most excited I've been for the holidays Yay! <laughs> in several years. I'm like, okay, it can yeah. be done. It's possible. Mm. Yes. Yeah. And Debbie, you're going you're gonna to need some candles because one of, one of the smallest things for me in the morning is I have my breakfast by candlelight because it's so dark here. And people always say, well, if you get kind of depressed with it being so dark, don't you put on all the lights as soon as you wake up in the morning? So no, I actually like to just wake up gently. I have, uh, I actually have candles in the bathroom. I take a candlelit shower. That's another easy way to get some self-care into your day. It doesn't need to be a bubble bath late at night can be, you know, candles in the morning if it's dark where you are, or even if it's not dark where you well, are. Well, my, my bathroom's definitely dark, so that happens. Ah, there you go. <laughs> and, and I like to have my uh, my porridge or whatever meeting by candlelight. And on the 1st of December, that's when we start our calendar countdown candles, which are in a glass jar. And they, on the outside, they're numbered 1 to 25, or 24 in Denmark. Okay. And every day you light the candle and often you'll you'll light this candle while you're having your breakfast or when you're eating dinner as a family. And it's just that counting down to Christmas. And it's so simple, but the Danes love it. And all, all children who go to kindergarten and nursery, they will make one of these candle decorations. It'll be a candle with numbers on it. It goes on a, a paper plate with a lump of clay and a, some foliage stuck into it and the candle. And that is the quintessential Christmas craft I that, love that the it. kids come home with. Yes. And again, the candles. So that, that that's a really nice way to start your day. 
You could be journaling for five minutes, writing your gratitude journal, uh, but just enjoying having your breakfast and sitting there by candlelight just for five or 10 minutes. That's a fantastic way to get into your day stress-free. You have given me so many amazing ideas. I really appreciate your time. Tell everybody once again how they can find you on the interwebs. Well, I, I go by the name of Diane in Denmark. You can find me weekly on YouTube and I will be checking in weekly with all the hookah things that we have here in Denmark. Uh, we'll, we'll be doing that little check-in weekly so you can have a hookah Christmas without the stress. You will also see me having a crafter noon with my best friend. You can see real Danish <laughs> Crafts. I love a good yeah. smash up of words. Crafter noon. Yeah. Crafter noon where we sit and we have uh, I'm stealing that. eats and drinks and that that that's a classic. Uh and also I am on Facebook and Instagram daily with inspiration and motivation. And you can see me winter bathing, you can see me in Hugo, Copenhagen. And see me having hookah moments with my Bluetooth chill swimmers friends at Stitch and Bitch, where we are also onto Christmas crafts at the moment. So lots of hookah. Love, love, me. love all of that. The Stitch and Bitch is fun too. That's Stitch and Bitch is fun. <laughs> and always good cakes. Again, I have such a great group of friends. They're all good bakers as well. <laughs> I, I find it's always nice to have friends that can bake and cook. Yes. <laughs> Yeah, but listen, thanks, Debbie, and really appreciate being on the uh, on the podcast today. I really appreciate it, and I'll have all the links to where you can find Diane and um, connect with her. I know I will be checking out that YouTube series um, because I'm ready. I'm ready to have a stress-free holiday season. Thank you so much for listening to this episode. I hope you got some information that will help you take the holidays a little slower with a little more intention and a lot more hygge. I know I'm excited to implement some of the things we discussed and looking forward to reading the little book of hygge with the community and implementing some of the challenges from from Diane's uh, YouTube series. So if you're interested in checking any of that out, please come check out the collective, nwncollective.com or um, reach out to me on Instagram, the New World Norm, or email us at podcast at thenewworldnorm.com and let's chat. Thank you so much for taking the time to listen to our show. If you enjoyed what you heard, feel free to subscribe and leave us a review. If you didn't enjoy what you heard, reach out to us and let us know how we can make it better. This show really is about all of us, not just me and my guests, but how we can all work together to make the world just a little bit better. If you'd like to connect with us in other ways, be sure to follow us on Instagram. We also have a free Facebook group where our fans of the show can connect and discuss their favorite episodes. And in addition to that, we have a membership platform, The Collective by New World Normal, where you will participate in monthly workshops, pop-up challenges, and weekly meetings to support a more intentional lifestyle. We have meaningful conversations about important topics, all in a space that is safe, supportive, and encouraging. So join us. And if you'd like to show us some more support, check out our intentional apparel shop online, New World Intentions. You'll find t-shirts, hats, totes, all with positive messaging to help you move more mindfully through your day and help you to create that new world normal. You can also check out our affiliate page, 
where you'll find our favorite eco-friendly household and personal care products. Thanks again for listening. 